When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome back to another episode of My Millennial Investor. Today we are looking at fund manager suggestions of which single stocks he likes in the ASX 200. He's examined, he has looked, he has followed, he has invested, and he's taken a look at 2023. And he's saying, my friends, for the next six months, here are my suggestions to take a look. If you're looking for single stocks, then we'll have a couple bonus episode picks of ETFs at the end. I read this specific article earlier in June, and it was in Forbes Australia. They were interviewing Sean Fenton, an Australian fund manager at Sage Capital. And Sean is the managing director and portfolio manager there. And he has some insights at stuff that he's been looking for and stocks that he's investing in. All these stocks can be found in the ASX. And you, if you're lucky, can put them in your portfolio in 2023. Okay, that's a, that's a cheesy line. You actually don't need to do it. But I think there's some information. I think we can learn talking to a, a fund manager with boots on the ground, things that he is purchasing for the fund that he manages, and why he specifically likes these individual stocks. So keep in mind, just because one fund manager likes one stock, that doesn't mean you should go out and buy that stock, and it doesn't mean you should rush into a position, but perhaps we can be humble enough to listen to a pro, see what he likes, and see his forecast for 2023. So with that in mind, here are some stocks to look for on the ASX 200 for the rest of 2023. You're listening to My Millennial Investor, the show where I search the financial world for the most up-to-date investment ideas, market trends, and income streams so you don't have to. I'm your host, Nick Bradley. Let's get into it. So last year was a tumultuous year for equities. All around the world, Australia is no exception it was a difficult time to be an investor in bonds and in stocks. You only have to look at a chart of the ASX or the S&P 500, and you understand the dizziness and the difficulty that many experienced investors had. It could have been your first year of investing or your 20th year of investing. It was going to be tough no matter what you did. And it was an eventful year. We, we kicked off with central banks deciding inflation's too high. It had become uncomfortably high, especially economies like America and Great Britain. Uh, inflation's just growing and growing. <laughs> the wrong thing's compounding. Inflation's compounding while your investments are falling. So that led to central banks deciding we need to do some policy tightening. And Australia stocks, as measured by the ASX S&P 200, closed 2022 down 400 points, aka the Australian stock market was down around 5%. Just for your point of reference, the U.S.-based S&P 500 was down around 19. So at the end of 2021 and the start of 2022, we started seeing a big lift in bond yields globally. And central banks led by the U.S. started to quite aggressively increase interest rates. And that really hit the market very hard, particularly for large deteriorating stocks. Stocks who, 
uh, some people call them zombie companies. Some people call them no-showers. Companies that have large stock prices, but either no revenue or very, very little revenue. And they, according to Fenton, were at the center of this carnage. These unprofitable tech companies that have been raising money for markets pursuing aggressive growth when really they didn't have a great business model and they had zero cash flows. However, it was a year of two halves, and inflation started to level off a little bit at the end of 2022. Confidence among investors started to improve, and you started to see some gradual gains happening. Resources really boomed in the back half of the year, says Fenton, and with resources like things like lithium having a very strong year, people began to look towards transitioning into electric vehicles, and that drove up the price of lithium. So with a year that's split where you have a lot of negative news and then towards the end you have a little bit of positive news, this underscores why you need to be investing in the long term. When you invest in the long term, you can ride inevitable peaks and troughs. Vanguard's 2022 investor chart highlighted this point perfectly. Listen to this. It says that a $10,000 investment in Australian shares in 1992 would have averaged a return of 9.8% and would now be worth $131,000 plus dollars. You need to be a long-term investor. Don't invest thinking it's going to be a quick hit and you're doing this instead of your savings account. Investing is a long-term game, and when you invest for the long-term, you make money for the long-term. Time is on your side. It's time in the market, not timing the market. No matter how many times I say that, I'm always speaking to myself. Nick, it's time in the market, not timing the market. So that's our look back at 2022. Well, what does our favorite new fund manager see in his crystal ball for the rest of 2023? Well, Fenton says that the ASX has had a good start for 2023, but there's still plenty of volatility in the markets. And Research House Morningstar is saying the same thing. They're saying, in fact, be very cautious. Morningstar says with interest rates tightening, it has a long way to go. And the lag effect typically takes eight months. So through to the next eight months, so there's going to be meaningful impact on household consumption for the rest of 2023. So proceed with caution. Proceed with caution. Proceed with caution. But without further ado, here are some stocks on the watch from Sean Fenton, an Australian fund manager at Sage Capital. Sean says that specifically he's looking at defensive stocks. He thinks defensive stocks are attractive. There is a, a range of sectors and companies that fall into that category. So things that tend to be defensive throughout economic downturns are things like supermarkets, and telcos. So be looking at companies like Woolworths. On the ASX, it can be found with ticker symbol WOW. He's looking at Kohl's, ticker symbol COL. He likes Metacash, ticker symbol MTS, and Telstra, ticker symbol TLS. Generally speaking, he thinks these are reasonably safe places to be. A Morningstar analyst agrees with him. She loves Woolworths right now. Okay, maybe she didn't say loves. She says, I like Woolworths. And then also says that Morningstar is keeping their eye on a hospitality spinoff Endeavor Group, ticker symbol EDV. And while slightly overvalued, Endeavor offers investors seeking exposure to staples retaining to the most appealing value in what we believe will be a strong franchise, Morning Analyst says. They also like Bega Cheese, ticker symbol BGA. Maybe take a look at Ingram's Enterprise, ticker symbol ING. And the A2 Milk Company. A2 Milk is all over the shelves in the United States. People want any milk that isn't just regular cow milk. If, if you throw nut milk, juice milk, oat milk, soy milk, milk milk, 
You just have to make it not regular milk, and people in the States are drinking it. So, Morning Star Analyst loves the A2 Milk Company. A2M is a ticker symbol because specifically you're looking at consumer defensive space. No matter what's happening in the economy, in the world, and global, people are going to buy their weirdo milk. That was, that was from me. That wasn't from them. When the economy is in a downturn, where are people still spending? Well, they're still spending in healthcare. And lead portfolio manager at Australian fund Tribeca Investment Partners, Zhong Bi Li, says her favorite stocks in 2023 are ResMed, ticker symbol RMD, and Ramsey Healthcare, ticker symbol RHC. Quote says ResMed spent most of 2022 focused on expanding its production after a key competitor. However, they undertook the largest medical device recall in history. So those efforts are starting to bear fruit with the reports of solid increase in supply. And I expect ResMed to continue to capitalize on large market opportunity as its supply improves and competitor struggles with reputational damage and increased regulatory oversight. That's the reason why she's looking at ResMed. Again, ticker symbol RMD. After a challenging few years, Ramsey Healthcare, ticker symbol RHC, looks like it's in a good position for 2023 as an elective surgery picks up again. I have a friend who is a physician's assistant here in the Great Lakes region, and they had basically just shut down for almost the whole year of 2020 after COVID. There was all these elective surgeries have been stopped, and I haven't seen him in two and a half years because it is so true that elective surgeries are going out of control. Everybody who had postponed one is booking one, and everyone who was thinking about booking one is booking one, and people who didn't even think about booking one are booking ones. Shout out to my boy Lucas if you're listening. Morningstar also likes CSL and NCL, ticker symbol ANN. Lastly, we got to talk about finance because finance is a particularly, it got beat down a lot in 2021, and they think that it's going to be making a good move back in 2023. So higher cash rates are expected to continue throughout the rest of this year, and this will support earnings growth by Australian banks. Quote here says banks and financials were very strong into the end of the year, and they started to really benefit from the increase in the short term rates and interest margins expanded. Morningstar likes stock Westpac, ticker symbol WBC, as the cheapest of the Australian banks and also Perpetual, ticker symbol PPT, in the wealth management space. And don't forget Insure AUB Group, ticker symbol AUB. So listen, listen, listen. Those are individual stocks that you can take a look at. And if you didn't have a pen, rewind it, listen to that little section again. You can write them down and then do some due diligence on those particular sectors. You've got retail, you've got healthcare, and you've got finance. But if you listen to Glenn James, the host of the My Millennial Money podcast, you know that he doesn't like to put more than 5% of his portfolio in single stocks. I think that is good advice. So if you're following his wise advice, but you still want to listen to the pros and what they're looking at in 2023, you can either look at the big little sectors we just talked about, finance, healthcare, and retail, or you can start looking at Australian ETFs in 2023. And right after this break, we're going to jump into Forbes Best Australian ETFs for 2023. You're listening to My Millennial Investor. We'll be right back. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Okay, welcome back. We just covered individual stocks, but maybe you don't want to mess around with individual stocks. You don't like the risks associated with just being in part of one specific company, and you want to have a larger breadth of the market. Well, ETFs, more formally known as exchange-traded funds, are a popular investment choice for Australians and Americans and everywhere in between. You can look at diversifying your portfolio by purchasing one ETF that's a pooled collection and funded, and it's got different assets and different stocks, and it can track specific indexes or it can track a specific commodity. No matter what you want, you can find it specifically in an ETF. There is even an ETF, Bitcoin ETF out there. So literally, if you want it, an ETF can provide it. So rather than investing in just shares in a single company, through an ETF, you're invested in a large range of diversified assets. And while investing in ETFs isn't the same as investing in individual shares, it does work in the same way. They can be bought and sold on stock exchanges all around the world, just like regular stocks. And ETFs, while popular, are not, I found out, the number one investment choice for global investors. Meanwhile, in Australia, they have grown to become very popular. In fact, they're more popular than managed index funds, with one in seven Australians reportedly owning an ETF, according to a report by our fund manager friends, BetaShares. So you want to invest? You think you're going to dip your toe in the water in 2023? You're thinking, okay, it's the end of June or it's middle of July. Like, let's get started. Here are three funds that Forbes thinks you should take a look at for the end of 2023. Let's start off with iShares Core S&P slash ASX 200, ticker symbol IOZ. Thanks to its low investment fees and good five-year returns, the iShare Core is a top choice for Australian traders, depending on what you're looking for. For traders looking to access top-performing ASX companies, the iShares Core ASX 200 is a suitable choice considering it measured the performance of the 200 largest Australian companies listed on the ASX. It is, however, limited to only the ASX 200, meaning investors looking to diversify through global exposure need to look elsewhere. iShares recently updated its 5-year average return to 7.38%, and its 10-year average return is 7.92%. Number two on the list of ETFs suggested by Forbes for the end of 2023 is the iShares Global 100, ticker symbol IOO. iShares Global 100 ETF is designed to measure the performance of 100 multinational blue chip, which means big, large, and secure, companies of major importance in the global equities market. It provides investors with exposure to global holdings in a single fund and is largely made up of IT stocks with significant stakes in both Apple and Microsoft. While the ETF has a history and high performance with an average five-year turn of, get this, 14.87%, and it's made 1435 over the last 10 years, management fees are on the higher side for an index fund. They're 0.4%. Nevertheless, Forbes says due to its strong performance and access to global giants, it remains a popular choice among BlackRock investors. And lastly, if you're like me, you've been looking for high yield because as savings accounts, rates rise, you're thinking, oh, free money, this is fun. And that's kind of got me thinking, I want to be more like Warren Buffett and I want to get more dividend and I'm looking for high yield portfolios. Well, Forbes has one more suggestion for you. They say, take a look at the Spider ASX 200 Resources Fund. It's ticker symbol OZ. 
R. And this fund solely intends to track the S&P ASX 200 resources index. So it's a sector allocation portfolio that's spread across diversified mining and metals and oil and natural gas industries. It is mostly made up of BHP stocks, which is 38% of the fund. And unlike many other ETFs on the list, it is actively managed rather than passive managed. And since it is actively managed, it does have a higher management fee, which should be expected. Investors should note that the fund pays out dividends on a semi-annual basis with a dividend yield of 7.34%. So are you a stocks person, are you an ETFs person, or do you land somewhere perfectly in the middle? You find harmony between single stock company purchases and ETFs. Well, I hope that you've written a few things down. I hope you will be able to find some more research and find something that helps boost your portfolio's performance. Because you got to remember, the best time to invest was yesterday, and the next best time is as soon as you've got enough money. That's going to do it for another episode of My Millennial Investor, the show where I search the financial world for the most up-to-date investment ideas, market trends, and income streams, so you don't have to. I'm your host, Nick Bradley. We'll see you next week. This podcast is produced and published by Oregon Trail Investor in the USA. All information is for entertainment purposes only. The brand My Millennial Investor is used under license.